Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Thank you for clicking on. Once again, you got Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. So good to have you back listening to the show. You and me are doing a lot of things together on this Tea Party movement, and I, I appreciate your understanding. And last week we had a show, entire show, just about devoted to the Tucson tragedy, and you can go back and listen to that show. We also, and on the last show, talked some about our national debt and the debt uh, ceiling limit that's coming up in March. And you don't want to miss today's show because we got someone that's going to be having a cast a vote on that. We got United States Senator Roger Wicker will be our guest, and uh, he's on the line, and we're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes. So uh, we're going to be asking him about that and some other things. So you don't want to miss that interview. And this has been a, a show that's going to sort of tie up our vision casting. So the Rock of Liberty speech. We'll finish our casting of the vision of the Tea Party movement and where it's going. So you don't want to miss the Rock of Liberty speech at the end. And before we get started, let me just uh, tell our uh, all our listeners everywhere. You go back uh, a couple of weeks, and we had Nancy Collins. Nancy Collins is a grandmother, and she doesn't mind saying she's 63 years old. She's never been in politics before. She's inspired by the Tea Party movement and others to stand up for her country and do something that's right. And there was a vacancy because of a congressman got a state senator, got elected to the United States Congress, left an opening. And Nancy Collins, she was on our show and she talked about why she got involved in politics as a grandmother. And you know what? She won the special election. There were six candidates. She won with over 50% of the vote, did not even go to a runoff. And you know why when you, you go back and listen to the show of Nancy Collins, wonderful show, wonderful uh, lady, and she's going to be a good, solid American voice for liberty and freedom. And I'm glad that uh, you got to hear first here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And now maybe the rest of the state of Mississippi are here, and you'll hear around the nation because we need more people like her ready to roll up the shirt sleeves and get Get to work. That's what it's going to take to get this country uh, headed in the right direction. It's not going to turn around by begging. It's not going to turn around by talking. It's going to turn around by convincing enough people that they got to get out and vote. This is not a nation that's going to depend on uh, guns and bullets and craziness and, and uh, just weird old people out there that are mentally disturbed. No, this nation is going to depend on Americans. It always has. It always will. And you are part of the answer. You're part of the solution. And you've got to influence others. Make sure you get out there and get, vote in every election. And don't wait to the day of the election. Just like last time, we're going to have to start working toward 2012. Some states, like uh, my state of Mississippi, where I live, we have our countywide and statewide elections uh, in 2011. So there is politics going on wherever there is a, 
an election, get involved with the Tea Party movement. Make sure the Tea Party movement is involved and has candidate forums and lets people know who's standing up for freedom and what your dreams and ideas are and how we're going to get this nation turned around with this national debt, this national crisis of financial uh, uh, overspending. And so it's very important to get involved. And that's why you're listening. And that's why you and me together are making a difference. And we got a great show. Keep on listening because uh, United States Senator Roger Wicker will be here in just a few minutes. Uh, and we'll be interviewing him and asking him some of these tough questions. Uh, before we get started on that, let me tell you, follow up a little bit on last week's show. You can go back before we talked about the Tucson tragedy. We did talk about the... Uh, debt limit the ceiling of the debt limit need to be raised and we talked about one of the things that uh, scares me as an american citizen knowing that we are the world's reserve currency we can't just go up there and blow a lot of hot air and say okay don't raise the debt limit no matter what we got to get some reduction in spending and needs to start but i'm telling you they are vultures out there uh mr hugh the leader of china came to the United States. And, you know, this is one thing Mr. Hugh uh, did. I'm going to tell you, he, he reiterated that China's belief that the crisis, this uh, financial crisis, and he said, quote, the absence of regulation and financial innovation. And then he said, unquote, and then he said the failure of the international financial institutions to fully reflect the changing status of develop, developing countries in the world economy and finances. He called, this is Mr. Hugh, the head of China, called for an international financial system that is more fair, comma, just, comma, inclusive, and well-managed. You know what he's saying? He's saying the United States should, it should end be the end of the United States as being the world's reserve currency. I'm telling you, folks, it will make us weaker. It will make us much less powerful. Inflation will skyrocket. We cannot let that happen. And that's why as a Tea Party movement, we've got to be smart. And this debt limit, when it comes to standing our ground, we've got to stand our ground, stop the spending. And But we've got to be smart because there's countries like vultures out there ready to eat a dead American dollar. And that's what's going to happen if we ever lose our status as the world's reserve currency. It's something that gives us more, more maneuvering room, and, and it's really buying us time. And if we don't get our act in order, it don't matter what we do. We've got to get our act in order. It's buying us time. But if we lose that position, I'm telling you, we are... Uh, we're going to be dead ducks for a while. You may take a generation or two generations to work out of it. And that's why it's so important. Go back and listen to last week's show, and, and then uh, you can listen to what I just told you about Mr. Hugh, the head of China. And we'll be talking with the United States' Roger Wicker about that question and some more in just a few moments. I wanted to bring up one thing that's very disturbing to me. Uh, we saw where President Obama... Uh, he uh, negotiated and worked with the Republicans in the lame duck session of Congress. I don't like all came out of lame duck session, but uh, the Bush tax cuts were extended, and everybody said, oh, President Obama's moving to the right. And then I won't tell you what, uh, if anybody's been keeping up the news, they put these things quietly. 
just just real quietly. But let me tell you something. There's two Democratic senators, United States senators, who are very, very upset with the EPA. I don't know if you read this, but uh, last week it said, I moved by the Environmental Protection Agency to revoke the long-standing permits for a mammoth coal mine in West Virginia sends a strong signal that President Obama plans to implement key parts of his agenda, even though newly empowered Republicans can block his plans in Congress. This is an article by Doug uh, McKillaway. And I'm telling you, it has started. Now you think, oh, well, they're just using regulation, using the EPA. I'm telling you, it's more drastic than that. What has happened and what's upset the people in the state of West Virginia, and maybe they should change their senator. Maybe some of those people voted for the moderate, quote, moderate Democrat, uh, Senator Manchkin. Uh, they may want to redo their vote because he'll be up for election in 2012 because all he's doing is finishing up Senator Byrd's position. But I'm telling you, you ought to be upset. If uh, you're a Democrat, it, the, the Democratic Party may just implode on us if you get things like this, because what, this is why it's so serious for a business. There was, they, it's so hard to get a permit to do coal, uh, for coal mining in anywhere. And they painstakingly spent months and years and, and putting this permit together and now have invested millions and millions of dollars. A private business has invested millions of dollars because they did get a permit from the EPA back in 2007. And now the Obama administration has pulled a rug out from under them and said, no, you can't have it. They're revoking the permit. My goodness, we need jobs. West Virginians need jobs. Two Democratic United States senators are upset. And well, they should be. You think this president's going to move to the right? Far from it. Far from it. And the people of West Virginia should be up in arms. They should be disgusted. Disgusted by ripping jobs away in the middle of this recession. I'm telling you, we got to watch things like a hawk. And this Tea Party movement has got to grow. We've got to get people involved. All you in West Virginia, just get involved. Some of you didn't like the Tea Party, now's the time to join. Call your friends in West Virginia. Call your friends in West Virginia and tell them to get on board because this Tea Party is moving on. And I'm telling you what, we have got a lot of work to do. I've told you over and over, it's not going to take one election. It's going to take several. We've got to keep building the momentum. And uh, we're going to talk now with the United States Senator Roger Wicker from Mississippi. And we have on the line uh, Senator Roger Wicker. Uh, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Senator. Well, Doc, I'm glad to be with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, we're glad to have you on the show. And uh, one thing I want to lead off with as far as for the Tea Party folks out there that uh, listen to the show, I know last uh, at the end of the session last year in December, you introduced the the Restoring the Tenth Amendment Act and spoke about, you know, the legislation on the Senate floor. He said, and under the bill, any rule proposed by a federal agency would be sub subject to constitutional challenges if state officials determine the rule infringes upon powers reserved to the states under the Tenth Amendment. Uh, obviously, it didn't go anywhere in December, but uh, what, what do you think about the future of that bill? Do you 
Are you going to reintroduce that or try to get some uh, co-sponsors with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to reintroduce it. And uh, Representative Tom Cole of Oklahoma in the House is also very enthusiastic about this idea. You know, the, the, the Constitution gives limited power to the federal government. And then it explicitly says in the Tenth Amendment that, that any powers not given to the federal government are reserved to the states and to the people. Uh, what this legislation would do is make it a little easier for us to make that case in federal courts. It, it outlines certain state officials who would have easier access to the federal courts and also an expedited method of getting those cases heard at the federal court level. So uh, it, it's an enhanced way to bring that issue to the forefront. And, uh, and I guess I have two goals there. The, the short-term goal is to make sure that we can challenge regulations based on the Obamacare law. Right. But, but then uh, it, there's really a larger aspect to this, and that is uh, simply that uh, we ought to always uh, make it uh, easier for state officials to make the case and to remind our federal courts and our federal officials that the states and the people really have the power. And the federal government only gets to do those things uh, given to the federal government specifically in the Constitution. Well, I appreciate you bringing that bill, and I hope it I hope it has a, some, a lot of a notice and, a, and hope the thing gets passed because we feel like, I think that's one reason the Tea Party movement grew so quickly because people feel like things are going out of control in Washington and, and nobody can seem to do anything. Well, I think it has a very good chance of being passed in the House of Representatives. You know, one, one point we've been having to make is uh, Republicans uh, had a good night uh, on November 2nd, but, right. but still Republicans don't control the federal government. Uh, conservative Republicans do control the House of Representatives. But uh, Harry Reid is still very much in charge of the entire agenda in the Senate, and of course the administration is, is uh, we have at least two more years of the Obama administration. So uh, the Democrats are still, for the most part, in charge. I think we have a real good chance of getting things like this through the House of Representatives. And then I'd like to take that issue, the uh, health care issue, Obamacare, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, debt, the, the deficit spending, and then make that uh, the central theme of the, of the 2012 presidential election. Well, I think that's, uh, I'm hoping, as far as the speaking for Tea Party people, we, we hope that will become one of the, uh, springboards for uh, uh, getting more uh, liberals out of out of Washington, one way or the other. But uh, and yesterday, you and I were talking, and and there's a member of the U.S. House of Representatives there as we spoke, and you were talking about how the House may pass some things, and they become dead in the Senate in the 112th Congress. Um, what what do you see in the 112th Congress now? It's just in its infancy. What what do you see happening in this next year and two years? In the next several days, I think the House of Representatives, under the leadership of Speaker Boehner, uh, they will they will vote to repeal Obamacare. Now, uh, clearly, uh, I, I think the, the the American people will support that. I think the polls will show that. Even 
even though President Obama's gotten a little bit of a bump in the polls uh, recently because of the Arizona tragedy. But uh, I, I think they will send that over to the House or to from the House to the Senate, and I think Senator Reid will bury it. It'll never see the light of day there. But we will have an honest to goodness national debate about it. Okay. And also, so I think we'll see that. Um, I think one of the best things that I see coming out of this new majority that we have in the House is the opportunity for real, honest oversight. And, of course, Congressman Darrell Issa is going to be the, the chairman of that effort in the mm -hmm. House of Representatives. We ought to bring every czar that the president has appointed before this committee, ask them to justify their existence. Uh, justify the expenditure of federal funds when it hasn't been specifically appropriated by the House and Senate. Now, Senator, so there's going to be a great opportunity yeah. for us to have meaningful hearings and and shed some much needed sunlight on on the executive branch. I was wondering, do we even know how much the czars are spending? I've tried to find that information. Does anybody even know how much each czar is spending? And I know this: the House of Representatives. Now we'll be able to call them in under Republican leadership, put them under oath, and, uh, and also have subpoena power for documents. Uh, it, is, it is a wonderful tool for bringing information to the American people. And we have not used this very well, Republican and Democrat majorities in the House and Senate. Uh, we, we've missed, I think, great opportunities in the past for the kind of oversight that I think the American people need. Well, we need that, and I, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that up. And I, I know you used to be a member of the House of Representatives, so I ho hope <laughs> some of your expertise, you can get on the phone and, and help them, let them know what they need to be looking for there. Well, uh, there, there, there's a nice, comfortable majority there in the House of Representatives. So if you lose one or two, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. But, uh, but to, to bring executive branch officials to account for how they're spending the money that's been appropriated, I think is a great use of the congressional power of the purse. Well, uh, Senator, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you about the uh, debt limit coming up. Uh, first, let me remind all the listeners, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we're speaking with Senator Roger Wicker from the United States Senate. And uh, Senator Wicker, we know the, the Treasury Secretary has told us that uh, you know, we're coming up uh, probably in March uh, the, at the debt limit. And you know, as far as a Tea Party person, I would love to say, no, no matter what, don't raise that debt limit. But I'm smart enough to realize we are the world's reserve currency, and whatever we do, there's a lot of countries out there that would love to see America go bust and lose their full faith and credit, and that would be, uh, uh, we would never get that uh, position as the world's reserve currency again. So what do you do as a United States senator, knowing we got to stop the spending, knowing we're, we're, we're borrowing money that we don't have, we're printing more money, making our money worth less and less, what, what do you do as a United States senator? Well, you have very correctly outlined the dilemma that we find ourselves in. Uh, but clearly, the American people uh, are, are not only outraged, they're a, it's, it's gotten to the point of being, being alarmed yes. about the future of our country and what a $14 trillion 
it means, and also the fact that so much has been added to the, the national debt in just the last two years of this Obama administration. I mean, uh, with, uh, with health care, it's only going to explode. The, uh, the, the stimulus bill, uh, which was supposed to keep us from having a high unemployment rate, the, the money has been appropriated. It's out the door. We'll never get it back. And we don't have a, thing, a single thing to show for it except uh, <laughs> more, uh, more interest payments up against uh, 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 against ten percent. So, uh, so we we need to be very, very strict about this debt limit. Now, here's my prediction based on what you said. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't want to see a default by the United States. I don't want to see a default by the right. United States. I don't want to see the dollar. Uh, go through the floor. Uh, but I do think that this new group of Republicans in Washington, D.C. is going to exact a very, very high price. And I'm not talking about window dressing. I'm not talking about words. I'm talking about an ironclad plan voted on, enacted, signed into law to get us from where we are now to a balanced budget. And, uh, and I think that if we can get something that's really, really meaningful and that will work and that the Doc Holidays of this world uh-huh. will nod their heads and say, yes, that's a, that's a real accomplishment, then I think we can probably get past this little crisis and, and have, uh, uh, have maybe a year or two to get on a glide path toward reducing the debt, slowing the amount of, of spending. And of course, as you know, uh, we're going to have to be honest about Social Security. Right. We're going to have to be honest about Medicare. I want to preserve those two programs, but we can't preserve them on the, on the path we're on now. That's where the money is. It's where two-thirds of all taxpayer dollars go, Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. And if we're going to really be serious about this debt, we're going to have to have a grown-up conversation and some tough bipartisan decisions to save those programs and save our economy. Well, we are expecting those tough decisions and, and, and some grown-up decisions because uh, we realize, uh, you know, that's, uh, i got young children, and I know uh, you have grown children. but And I've got a granddaughter. Okay, well, so you got you got more in, in, in the future, too, and, that, and and so many people see that, and I think that's why the Tea Party movement has grown so uh, big, so fast, is the fact that we do love our country, and, and the part about the Tea Party movement, you can go to Greece and see people riding in the streets because of things being taken away. You go to Great Britain and see the riots in the streets, but in America, we are standing in the streets saying, stop the spending. So right. there's some kind of liberty and freedom that's still flowing through the veins of America. And that's what we want people in Washington, like you and others, to really listen. Well, I, and I think we're going to approach this in a very American way. You know, uh, I guess it was Winston Churchill that, that said Americans can always be counted on uh, to do the right thing after they've exhausted every other possibility. And it may, that may have been... Uh, actually said by someone earlier than him, but we've about to exhaust it. Uh, our our uh, options here, and, and we we have gotten to the scary stage. Well, I know, and that, the fact I think it has happened so quickly in yes. the last couple of years. Uh, it's just got to be turned around. 
and uh, and I think if the I think if the if we will do this, the American people will, will respond, and at, like they're doing in New Jersey, right? Uh, you know, uh, Chris Christie was supposed supposedly a moderate Republican when he ran for governor, but he he, he said I'm going to be tough on spending. Well, it turns out he's one of the great. Uh, conservative heroes now, and what you know, I guess what we're waiting on is can something like that ever happen in Washington with the huge bureaucracy there in Washington? Well, it's going to have to. It's going to have to, uh, and and the bureaucracy is part of it, and that's why I like these hearings. I mean, there, there's no question, uh, to, in my mind, that we can get back to the level of spending of 2008 in terms of our appropriation bills, realizing that's only. It's only a third of the budget, but there's no. I think we can get back from the 2010 level of spending to 2008 levels, and I don't think the American people would would really feel a difference. As you know, you and I are both citizens of the state of Mississippi. We've had to experience five percent cuts more than one time right. in our in our state government, and we hardly notice it. We hardly notice it. Well, that's There's a what, lot of fat that can be cut out there. I, I'd love to see somebody say, well, bring it back 5% across the board or something. Well, like that. It, true, and, and, and that, that won't get it all done, but, but actually I'm doing that. I'm, I'm cutting back uh, my office budget. My, uh, and senators preside over a pretty good bit of spending just Mm-hmm. Just with our staff and all the things that we do for our constituents, I'm cutting that back five percent uh, in fiscal year eleven, and I have uh, uh, announced a sense of the Senate resolution uh, asking other senators to do that. The House of Representatives uh, actually took a vote and overwhelmingly voted to do that. So I think five percent is something we ought to be able to absorb. Well, I think it's a good starting place, and I appreciate you standing up for leadership and, and doing that yourself and, and asking others to do that. Uh, we're coming to the close of our um, interview here, and I just want to give you a chance to, to talk to people across the nation. As far as most of the people are Tea Party listeners, I know we've got some liberals listening for us too, but uh, go ahead. And, and we uh, welcome them. We welcome them. I do. Well, I, okay. In, in, Doc, in, just in, in a... Uh, a closing comment. Uh, let me say we've just begun. Uh, the the Congress just took the oath of office uh, first week of January. The committees are getting formed. Let's let's try to uh, to restrain our our, uh, our justified frustration for a while. They had to take a little pause there with the with the Arizona. Right. And, and uh, Representative Giffords, which of course is, is just uh, stunning and deplorable. But the, the real work of, of turning this uh, huge problem around begins next week, and I think we're going to see results. I think the House is going to fulfill the promises that they made, and the ones of us in the Senate that got elected. Uh, on those promises are going to do our best, although they still have us outnumbered of uh, 53 to 47. Well, I can say uh, I wish you Godspeed, and we'll pray for uh, God give you wisdom and and, uh, 
and, and, and decisions you have to make and your uh, colleagues there in the Senate. And so well, I appreciate you being a, an American that understands the problems, and, and thank you for being on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And thank you for, for what you do. Appreciate it. And that was the United States Senator Roger Wicker, and I want to tell you a couple of golden nuggets that we can take home. Two things he told us that I really, really believe are going to be very important coming up in 2011. Number one is he's not afraid to reintroduce the bill, saying that the 10th Amendment is going to stand uh, and be noticed and recognized. And that's what he told us about introducing a bill that says if there's a federal law uh, given that the state, well, if it if it's unconstitutional, the states will be able to stand up for the 10th Amendment rights. Thank you, Roger Wicker. Thank you, Senator Roger Wicker, for listening to the Tea Party movement and introducing that bill. And good luck and Godspeed success on that. Now, the second nugget that really, uh, to me, of all the things he said, uh, Senator Wicker said that one, even though legislation may get passed in a more conservative house and it can die in the senate because there's not enough votes to get it through he said the important part of that that has not been used and he said i don't know if you heard that he said he didn't think it's ever been used fully like it should be as far as getting information to the american people is the power of the house to uh, have hearings and these hearings, as like I said, they can put people under oath and subpoena them. We can know how much the czars of the White House are spending. Why do we have these czars? We can ask those tough questions now. And I was so glad to hear Senator Wicker bring that up. And we will uh, pray that the House members will have wisdom and discernment, and they'll bring to the American people some of these hidden uh, atrocities, I think, financial atrocities that have happened they have been hidden away because the Democrats were in charge of uh, investigating themselves. <laughs> Talk about a, a fox guarding a hen house. Well, by golly, the fox has been tied up, and we're going to have some hens talking and some roosters talking. We're going to put them under oath and put them uh, and subpoena them, and I don't want to hear it. quack, quack, quack. Uh, we're going to hear some. We want to hear what really happened, how much money is really being spent by these czars. So those are a couple of nuggets we got. Now we're going to finish up this uh, week's show with the Rock of Liberty speech. And what it is, it's the completion of the casting of the vision that we started the first of the year. Where is the Tea Party movement going? Well, I'll tell you where it's going. It's going deeper into the communities across America, deeper across the states, in all 50 states. You and me and us working together with the Tea Party movement, we are making a huge difference. And that's what's so important as we cast this vision is to realize we must stay excited. Not only stay excited, we've got to get our friends involved just like we did in the November 2nd elections last year. It's time to reach out, get people involved, and tell the truth. That's why it's so excited here. Senator Roger Wicker talk about uh, the House being able to have the power to subpoena, the, the hold hearings. Let's hear the truth. Let the American people hear the truth. Hear the truth about what's happening in West Virginia, how jobs are being killed by the EPA. And not only being killed, they're, they're revoking permits that were given that companies have spent millions of dollars investing in. Now that is something wrong. I, it's something sick with a government that, that won't even stand on its own word. So 
That's why the Tea Party movement is so important. We've got to tell the truth, got to cast a vision, and that's why you're important because you're a big part of it, and I'm glad I can come here and we can talk about this. And there's one thing I want to do before we uh, leave the show today. I want to tell you to, to click on that Tea Party Review magazine banner and check out the Tea Party Review. It costs $34.95, I believe, for 12 issues. A great new magazine. It's a part of the Tea Party movement. We need our own magazine so we can bring ideas together. Uh, it's starting, uh, the first issue's coming out in February, so go there and check it out. I hope you get a, a subscription to that. Get involved with it and check out. They're letting me do some blogging on the Tea Party Review uh, site there. I got some blogs up, so go. you can check those out. Just uh, click on the banner there about the Tea Party Review or go to the website, www.teaparty.ms. Got a lot of new listeners out there. I got a book called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. And you can uh, uh, get the book there at my website, www.teaparty.ms. Or you can go, uh, if you like, go using Amazon, you look up Dr. Holiday and uh, Walk With Me and it'll bring that book up and you can order it off Amazon. I'm so glad to be here with you once again. Next week's show is exciting because we're going to start building up in the spring. Maybe in March, we'll start talking about the presidential hopefuls in the, on the Republican side. And before we do that, start next week in February. we got something very special with a Rock of Liberty speech, so you don't want to miss next week's show. I can't wait to uh, be here next week. So until then, God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.